Sangin Podcast would like to appreciate everyone who has listened and watched our episode. On behalf of the podcast, we would like to encourage every one of you to follow and subscribe to us using whichever medium you choose to listen to us. This increases our outreach and makes us bring bigger and better guests for amazing stories. Thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, Welcome to another episode of the Sign-In Podcast. Today, I'm joined by Dr. Fortuna, who is the founder of Wellingbone Pool Institute. She's a, she's a health and wellness coach, counselor. Dr. Fortuna, welcome to the podcast. Thank you, GP. Should I call GP? Oh. Yeah, GP is fine. <laughs> what? Uh, okay, um... My first question would be, uh, can you introduce yourself for someone who does not know you? Yeah, thanks, thanks for inviting me for this to this podcast, and uh, thanks for what you're doing. You're trying to bring people uh, in front of the world, especially African people, and then I think it's a great, great job that you're doing. I know it's not easy, but then uh, shout out and all of my encouragement for the for the pursuit of your dream. So Thank I'm Dr. Fortuna and uh, I'm from Togo. Now I'm based in Dakar, but then um, I work, I, I used to be in China. I did my medical de- degree in uh, in China, in Beijing, Capital Medical University. And then uh, I went to do my master degree in Global Health in Geneva. And from there, uh, I went to the US with a project. And then now I'm back to Africa, where I'm, I'm doing my job, uh, where I created Wellbeing Pool. And the Wellbeing Pool is an online platform. It's not only in Africa. It's over the, 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 the border, a lot of borders. So this is what I can say for now. <laughs> I'm also a mother, a wife, and uh, I'm also all women, not only uh, Black women, but all women. Because I'm a woman and I feel like no matter what your skin color, we have almost all almost the same problems that we have to deal with. So this is what I can say about Dr. Fortuna for now. <laughs> okay, nice. Amazing. I like the fact that now you're you're in the motherland trying to improve, you know, the healthcare system there. That's nice. Um so I want to to say to ask, um, why did you start Welling Bull Institute? Tell me about it and the inspiration behind it. So Welling Bull starts during COVID time. Uh so how did it start? I started accidentally, <laughs> but I became a passion because uh, when I was in the U.S., I got a project because I was working in public health. So I got a project that sent me back to my country in Togo. So it was a project on addictology. And uh, this project is very broad. We were working in non-communicable disease. So... Because, you know, when you are in medicine, you understand that there are some diseases that are communicable, but there are some diseases that are not communicable. It's like they are silent killers, but we mostly neglected them, mostly in Africa, in our system here. And then when I got on the ground, during, I, I had a team. So my team was a seven person because I was the head project coordinator. So... In my team, I needed a psychotherapy because some diseases are mostly related to the mental health, mostly when we talk about the non-communicable disease. You know, 
that's the, the, the non-communicable disease is the my my purpose it was my my master graduation program that i wrote you know so this is where we started looking for a psychotherapist on the ground we found psychologists but the skills was not there unfortunately so my the people that employ me my employers they are american people they are like since we start looking for people how about you take some courses online courses to improve yourself in that area because i'm already a medical doctor so it will take me less time because we had a psychology uh, study during my medical so that's how they financed me with a scholarship. So I did online courses on psychotherapy from the University of Sydney so that I can join it to do my project very well. So that's how I started. So I started doing on the ground for the sample people that I'm working with because they are mostly women. The project was mostly based on women. We realized the rise of hypertension, diabetes, uh, and addiction and the mental health issue, depression, when it comes to Africa. And uh, those are silent killers because in Africa, mental health is still a taboo, you know? Yeah. So that's how it started. And then uh, I, I discovered my passion within that because I was working with the doctors, you know, you know? But how did I really discover the passion? It's like, I realized that when I, I use my psychotherapist but I have more better outcome than when the pre prescription come out you know some people I just just want to talk some people just want to be lead and there is a, a saying that there is I don't remember the doctor that said that but it was a famous saying that we say when it comes to doctor uh in the jargon of medical science they say 86 percent of people that lie down at a hospital, their disease are related to the emotion. So you see mm. how, but most of the time at the hospital, we focus on the physical part. We neglected the emotional and the mental part. But most of the time, people just need help on the mental part and the emotional part. So that's how when I started doing that, I was like, wow, this is much powerful, you know? The, the result was so tangible, you know, and I was happy. What made me more happy is how people come back to you after a few sessions, they come mm. back much healthier, you know, okay, sometimes they're still using the drugs, but they are much healthier. They are more dedicated to take care of themselves. And the best part is they spread it around themselves. It's not only one person that you are caring, but it's the whole environment that you are helping. Because you know that women are just like uh, a tree, you know, when they are in the house, when they are where they are not well, you can feel it on the children, you can sure. feel it on, on the environment. So when they are well, you can also feel it. But when we work on the mental and on the emotion, it's not only one person that we touch. We touch like the whole house. That's the best part, you know? And I'm like, this is a magic. This is something that is really good. So I'm like, okay, how about I impress? I, I learn more about it. Because for me, when people come back with smile, when people, children come back with smile 
I see the change not only in one person, but around themselves. It makes me happy. It fills my heart. So that's how I discover my passion. So okay. mm. I was doing it. I was doing it. So and COVID hit. When COVID hit, my project was suspended. You know, a lot of projects was suspended. But people that know me, they come back to me. They always contact me. People recommend me. People start talking. So because COVID, during COVID, depression hits hit the top. I don't know if you know. Yeah, yeah true. It was mm. very difficult. And there is no way you can go out to talk to someone. So that's how people start calling me. And since I have a community in China, that's how people start contacting me. Hey, Fortuna, I just want to talk. I'm going crazy. Some people say, hey, Fortuna, I know this girl. She's not doing fine. Please help her out. And then some community that it is like my, for, for example, the Bolivian community in China, they recommend a lot of people to me, Benin community. Those that knows me, when they feel like someone needs to talk, they just come to me. Since I was China, I was doing that. But I, I didn't take it seriously. Since I was in China, I was doing medicine. Many people, when they want medicine advice, medical advice, they come to me, you know. And also there was also, also this language barrier, especially for embassy people. So I was always available to take them to the hospital, to explain to the doctor. So I was always doing that. So many people know me when it comes to giving help. So when COVID hit, especially in China, I've had a session with few people and then that's how the recommendation started. So people start recommending me. And when it comes to US, because people know me in the US, in the Europe, because I've been there. So that's how people start recommending me. And then it becomes so much that I have to talk to few people that, hey, I need help. Let's do this. We're doing it just pro bono because we wanted to help it. So mm. when I was, while I was doing that, I realized that I had a mentor. I have a mentor that is a, a doctor. And then I talked to her and she also, she likes helping people. You know, it was COVID time. We just have to be there for people. So this is why she told me that I need to take a coaching courses because when it comes to coaching skills, it's very different when it comes to psychotherapy skills. When you mix the both, they become very powerful. So that's how I started taking courses on health coach. It's a health coach. It's a program in the U.S. that is designed for only people that are working in the health health part, uh, health uh, system because they, they realize that, you know, when people come to you, you need to know how to coach them, how to approach them, how to lead them to take care of themselves. You know, it's not only prescribed. So I took a health and wellness coach training. It took me six months. And the wellness coach, it's it mixed with the life coach because, you know, during COVID, it's much more than a uh, corporal's problem because couples find themselves to you live together, but they are no use to children problem, uh, financial issue. So there are a lot of things. So that's how I study a lot, you know, because if you want to be an expert in your area, you have to continue studying. Now, even I'm still studying, I'm still learning. 
So that's how I, I become, uh, that's how it all started. So why do we create webbing pool? We have to bring it formal. We cannot continue doing it like that. Or like, okay, if we only doing it, like people don't just don't know us and all this, how about we bring it formal? So that's how we create, create that webbing pool. And webbing pool, you know, it's easy to understand. It's a place where you can have your webbing. So webbing pool is an online platform and we, we put it online. I got inspired by BetterHelp. I don't know if you know BetterHelp. It's also an online. Yeah, I know BetterHelp. Mm. Exactly. I got inspired by them. But then, you know, BetterHelp is more for white people. So I'm like, okay, I need something for my people as well. And the reason why we created webbing pool also online is like, COVID bring everything online. Secondly, people still have this stigma when it comes to talk to uh, a psychotherapist or a psychologist because they think like maybe you are sick or they still have this, I don't know, this they, they still retain themselves. So some people prefer be, hide themselves behind the microphone, behind the phone, you know. If I tell you that 75% of my consultation I blended that mean we do consultation like that without open the camera <laughs> even people here in Africa even people here in Senegal you can imagine how people are still ashamed I don't know why but that's the sad truth so sometimes we take like three or four sessions before they become confident to open the camera you see so this is how all started and then that's how God led me to find my passion. And that's how it's all going on. <laughs> wow, you've answered most of my questions. <laughs> uh, but uh, let me ask, how does someone, someone listening to this, how do they contact you? So now we, the, the website is, always, is already um, done. So you can only go to wellbeepoon.com. We have a calendar there. You can book for the session or you have an email, or people contact me to reach out, or on my social media, I have Instagram. It's true that the Instagram got blocked six months ago, but I opened a new account, Instagram, the one I sent you. Mm. I have a LinkedIn. Many people contact me through LinkedIn as well, and Facebook. So that's how, and most of the time is. Uh, recommendation, recommendation, recommendation. So today there's no problem to contact someone. If you're really looking for the person, you will find it. When you go to Google, if you will see our webbing poll on Google, so you can see the email that you can contact on social media, you can leave a message. So it's, it's pretty easy to contact uh, people now nowadays. That's what I think. Okay. And another question, if I'm to ask, um, from the conversations you've had with your clients here and there, what do you think are the most common mental health issues affecting the youth and any solutions for them? For the youth, the, more co the most common mental issue is anxiety. It's an anxiety. And the cause is, is overload pressure. The society, mm -hmm. the social media pressure. Sometimes it's the family pressure. The the pressure is too much. And since youth, we don't find a balance. We don't find someone to talk to. 
we, we, we live in an individualism, like everybody wants to do his own thing. Lack of trust between us, that's what is causing anxiety. And social media is worsening because people just post pictures of what they want people to see and people develop anxiety like, okay, am I the one who is late? Am I the one who is not doing well? Why is always me that are not succeeding? But nothing shows you that what you're saying is true. So this is a lot of pressure. So the causes is overload pressure that we put in on ourselves, overload pressure from the society, from the uh, social media, from the family, from your surrounding without even knowing. The environment is putting a lot of pressure indirectly on you. And uh, the loss of value, you know, youth nowadays, we lost what we call personal value, unfortunately. So I always tell my friends when I do, when I do seminars, I always tell the youth that they should really embrace this personal value so that whenever you're setting goals, you set it according to your value, according to what happiness speaks to you as an individual, not what the society is showing or not what the social media is pressing or not what the family is recommending. So if you really embrace your own value, you will know what to set as a goal and it will decrease the pressure on you. It's not everyone that wants a Lamborghini. It's not everyone that wants a need uh, an iPhone, it's not everyone that needs to go to US to succeed, it's not everyone that needs to, you know, but today people don't set goals based on their value. People set goals based on what social media is showing. Yeah, I want to be like this. And then there's a lot of preaching and social media like, yeah, to, to become billionaire, you have to do this, to become, um, you know, this motivation pressure. And then some people, oh, most of them are lies. It's just marketing. I don't know if you agree with me. Yeah, yeah I agree, I agree. Most of yeah. them is just marketing that people are just doing on social media to have more, more likes. So I always advise my fellows that you have to identify what is your value. For example, GP, what is your value? Maybe your value is to bring message to people. So you will do what makes you happy. You will do your definition of success, maybe different to other. Maybe you don't need a Lamborghini to be happy. Maybe you don't need this, this, this. You just need the minimum. You know, so the value, because when I was growing, we have this value. Yes. It's not only religious. I'm not mentioning about the religious value. I'm thinking about what is you as a person? What is value? What is life mean to you? What is happiness mean to you? Is it having a stable family? Is it providing the minimum to them? Is it living in us or uk or whatever so if you identify your value if you identify what truly makes you happy you will become more resilient as well because you know your big motivation factor and it decreases a lot of pressure it reduces anxiety you see 
So this is the secret I always share that you have to identify your own value. I've met people that they only follow what the society say. They only like, I want to have this. I want to have that. I want to go to here because people are moving to, to US. I want to move to US because people are moving to Canada. I want to move to Canada because people are doing this, but did you check if this is really what you want? Did you check if that will bring you what you want? I don't know if you get my point. Yeah, I get your point, yeah. When they get there, become a lot of lot of pressure. They are not resilient. They, they take it like, ah, in life, you have to suffer before you be happy. You have to suffer before uh, you have money. Yeah, but do it the right way find the passion, find the value. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, there's this aspect of mental health I want to know. Is Does our childhood affect mm -hmm. our mental health? Yes, of course. Oh. Most most of uh, mental health problems closely related to childhood. That's why this year even we work on start my mental health from childhood. Take care of my... I, I even had a a, a, a webinar in China, like a webinar on that. Because child from two years to five years, this is where you program his mental health. We call it program, mental health programming. Why? Because for, for, for baby boys, especially, this is the critical time. For baby girls, you have another type, which is the teenager's type. So when, when we talk about child, during that time, the, the, the critical part of the brain, we have two types, you know, we, not, we have the right brain and the left brain. The left brain is the critical thinking. So the critical thinking of the child is not yet established. So I don't know if you understand what I mean by critical thinking. That means doesn't know what is good, doesn't know what is bad, doesn't know how to dif differentiate, think. You know, so at that time, the child only copied. So when you throw positive energy, the child will copy positive. When you throw drama, the child will only copy drama. When you throw whatever you throw to the child during that time, he just pick it. And this is what will build his future because the critical brain is not yet established. So they don't differentiate, is he, is he right? Is he, is he wrong? Is it normal? No, they just copy. So this that time is very critical. What you what you say to him is very critical. What you show around him is very critical because he just copy. So when you live it with trauma, when you when the child grow in a very traumatic dramatic environment, because trauma it will affect his life and. Most, like 90% of all the patients that I have, it's all related to the, to the kid, to the childhood. So when it comes to baby girls, another time is the teenager time, where girls have mostly broke hearts, or where they, 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 they have this problem of conversation with parents. And because there is a hormonal issue, that time the critical thinking is getting established. You know, the critical brain can... But for some people, it can take up to 20 years, you know. They can they can get it established on the, the 20th. That's the, the last, last they can have, but between uh, 15, 
system you can you can be established so what happened for ladies for for young girls is that there's a lot of hormonal issue that is there and if they have a trauma during the first part of the childhood within two to six years this bring it back all the trauma when it becomes to the teenagers. And this is where they started, if the, the, the critical brain is, is established, this is where they started thinking like, okay, is that right? Is that not right? Is this good? Why did they do this to me? But since there is a blockage of communication, this is bring another trauma. Why baby boys don't have this second, second type? Because most of the time when the, the boy is growing, they put in his mind that he's the boss, he is the leader, he is the strongest, you know. So power that they are giving them through the, the, the words, try to hide this trauma if they have during the childhood. Because they find a little consolation in the words that they send them. Yeah, you are man. You are tough. You have to. You have to be strong. You are strong. You don't have to, to 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 cry and so on. You know what they tell young boys when they they grow it. So it's hide that trauma if they had it that they had during the child. It make it it make them feel powerful with the critical thinking that is established. So the worst part is like the trauma catch them up when they grow it, when they become mature. Because, you know, teenagers, most of the baby boys are a little bit immature, you know. So the trauma come back when they become mature, when they start getting married, or when they start, when they start seeing things different, when they are not hearing this word again, you know, when the pressure is going high, this is how it happens. So our childhood is closely related to our adult. And since... Men rise thinking like they don't need help, they are strong, they are mature, they are they, they, they are tough and so on. They close their mouth on it and eating themselves up, killing themselves slowly, finding a shortcut to go out of this pain. Sometimes it's through alcohol, sometimes it's through smoking, sometimes it's through women. Sometimes it's to cheating on their wife. Sometimes it's a lot of things that they are doing. It's not like they want to do it. When I say like when men is cheating, it's not because sometimes it's not because they want to cheat. It's a trauma. It's having this. It's having security problem. Ladies don't understand, but unfortunately it's that. So they find a shortcut. Some become very workaholic. They, they always find someone, something to, or it's porn or it's a social media or it's, you know, something to just soften their pain. That's how okay. it comes. Okay. And they find a way to work on it. So as parents, we should be very careful in how we raise our children. Very, very careful what you say to the children. And this year, we talk to nursery schools, maternal schools. We talk to them, people that take care of uh, the nursery, you know, because... Now we send children to school very early age, at two already we send them to school. My daughter started school at two, 
because you know you have to navigate be between work and all this they spend more time at the school even sometimes more than with us so we have to educate them that the months I have for the child is also in between your hand you need to know to, to mind how you treat these girls how you treat the, the, the babies that we send to them so this year, the focus was like, when we started, we re reopened the school, we, we talked to like three or four school. Now I said that are really willing to do, to, to do it. And even with this Christmas program, we have some programs to also talk to the parents. So we do sensibilization to tell the, the people that the, the people that are working on nursery, uh, kindergarten, to know how they talk to the children. Because we've seen some pictures, some videos on online, how some kindergarten teachers mistreated some kids, you know? So this affects their mental health. So it's very important to, to do the sensibilization also in the school, the kindergarten part, and also to the parents. Okay. Uh... I want to ask you my final question on mental health. Um, do you think right now the world is taking note of mental health and its role in society? Let's come again. Yeah, people are taking notes. Excuse me. Yeah, people are taking notes now because uh, people are getting aware of the importance of taking, uh, taking care of themselves. And then, you know, uh, I, I'm, I'm, it's, it's been two years that I'm in Africa now, and then I see a lot of shifts, see a lot of change in the mentality of people. People understand that it's not only the physical health that is very important, it's the mental health that is very important. And I'm not the only one that is spreading the news. Many people are spreading the news. A lot of burnout are happening now. I work with organization, I, I think wellness in the organization. And when you go to, within the organization, there's a lot of burnout that are, hap are happening. So even uh, organization bosses, uh, enterprises, banks, they understand the importance of mental health. So people are taking note. It's still in a slow mode com uh, when it comes to Africa compared to the rest of the world, but I'm happy that the steps are being done. The only problem here is the lack of institution. We don't have institution, and then we don't have uh, specialized, like most of doctors are not specialized in that because, you know, it was a taboo. So, but the new generation, I take in, um, I, I think they, they, they understand that someone just have to do it, you know, someone have to, to take care of. To, to, to do that specialization and also with the rise of coaches today they understand the importance of to have someone to, to lead you through but coaches i even much accepted that uh psychologists and psychotherapists because when we talk about psycho people think like yeah because it's, it's falsely that you are you crazy or not but we let them understand that no it's much more scientific when it comes to psychotherapies because we use evidence-based methods to help you feel better. We put together the physical, the emotional, the mental part. That means we 
when we want to talk, we want to cure you, we put together the hormonal part, the past, the traumatic part, and then uh, what can have the effect on your body and all this. So the package is good compared to the coaches, coaches that don't have much of the, uh, the, the scientific part, you know. So people are taking notes. People are taking notes, especially the rising uh, generation is taking Okay. Uh, my final question to you today would be, um, what would be your advice to the youth right now? To the youth? Yeah. Or to everyone right now. You are the wellness and mental health doctor. So... If I have something to take to the to tell, I, I will categorize them. You know, I will start with women. Mm. No matter what age, I just want to tell them that girls, you need to take care of your mental health. And when I mean mental health, I don't say you are you are crazy or not. I mean you need to take care of yourself. And when I mean taking care of yourself, it's not only going to spa, taking care of your body. I want to ask you to invest in yourself more than on yourself. We women, we tend to invest on ourselves. Beautiful clothes, beautiful jewelries, but it's time to invest in yourself. Because when you are good in, it's easy to, to, it, it's easy to, to live happily without buying a lot of clothes and remember that many people depend on us i mean women when you live when you good in it's spread around you we're not even knowing it's spread around you and women understand that we are very exposed to the mental health issue why because we have hormonal issue and we have childhood trauma almost everybody carries his own trauma and we have society that is very demanding on us so it's very important to take care of inside just find a way to live it up find a way to release yourself take one step at a time live for yourself go on your own pace you are not in competition with anybody remember what they show on social media is what they want people to see nobody show nobody presents uh, a, an ugly picture on social some people they take 100 pictures and they choose only one so discover your own value your self-worth and go on your pace some people for them is in the morning some is in the afternoon some is in the evening so when i talk to when i want to talk to youth youth is everyone i know the pressure the overload pressure that we're going through the society the family the friends the environment the social media and that brings us lots of value but it's not too late we can still find your own value everybody can define his happiness you don't have to follow someone you don't have to copy someone social media is good but it's also poisoning. You have to choose what you want to feed yourself. It's not everything that is saying on social media that is choose wisely. And when you dedicate yourself to do something, do it good. It's better to choose one thing 
and to do it good than to, do, to want to do multitasking and never end anything. So when it comes to men, you know, you are raised telling you that you are the toughest one, you are the strongest one, you, you are the head of the family, you, you are not, you don't have right to cry, you don't have to right to, to feel weak. Let me tell you that when it comes to shedding tears, it's a hormonal issue. Tears are related to the hormone. So when your body wants to express or take, take out of these tears, allow your body to express itself. Because when you take it out, it reduces the pressure. Find a way to take it out. Hold a journal. This is for anybody. Hold a journal. If you cannot talk to someone, hold a journal. You can write it in. And after you tear the paper, you throw it away if you don't want anyone to, to see it. Journal is not only, it's not a feminine thing. No, you can go to Amazon. You see journal for men because you guys are dying. And this is not good for us women. We need each other. And as you, they told you that you are the head of the family. You need to protect your family. So you need to be good. You need to be good mentally, emotionally to really protect your family. If you are not good, who are you leaving your, ch your children to? Who are you leaving your wife? So please, men, take care of yourself. Even the strongest one needs someone to talk. And there is no shame there. Now they have a lot of blind sessions. If you don't want people to see you, like we're doing right now, this, I've been doing a lot of sessions with men. Like if you don't want that, try to take a journal, whatever it's when you feel like it's thick, you write it down. Find a way to release the pressure. If your body wants to cry, cry it out. If your body wants to shout, go to the place and shout it out. Take it out. And I don't know if I miss some, I miss one category, but this is what I really want to do, to say. And this is what I spread in all my messages taking care of yourself, investing in yourself than on yourself. It's very important. True. I really love that closing statement. Invest in yourself than on yourself. Uh, thank you, doctor, for passing by, for your insights. It's been nice. It's been amazing. Thank you so, so much. Thank you, GP, for the opportunity. I really appreciate it. It's also a way for me to do the sensibilization again and I really hope my message will louden someone here. Here, even if it's one person, I'm blessed.